If you enjoy the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash show, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktune.com slash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot, and today I'm in Burbank, California, with the former National Spec Miata Director for NASA, uh, Mr. John Mueller. How's it going, John? Excellent, man. Thanks for coming over. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry it's uh, so late. Uh, that kind of tends to happen with me, apparently. I come over and hang out, and we just get to talking, and all of a sudden it's been like three hours. It so, has been, but it's cool. Yeah, it's we got been, to go to, we got to, go to dinner. Yeah. I didn't see Jay Leno. I apologize um, for that. Yeah, where, where was that place that we went? We went to this place. It's a it's a dual purpose building. It's a, a one half of it's called Monte Carlo, and it's an Italian uh, deli. The other side we went to Pinocchio's, and it's a cafeteria style Italian restaurant. And it was really good. If if any of our listeners ever find themselves in Burbank, uh, I think they need to stop. Even if they're just in L.A. and they want some good Italian food. And if you go on a Wednesday. Somewhere around 8 o'clock, you might bump into Jay Leno. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and his mechanic, And right? his mechanics from his shop. Which I think is his lead mechanic drives an S2000 that you see sometimes in the videos. It's like a white S2000 we'll sitting have to, We'll have to get him in a Miata one of these days. Yeah, there you go, <laughs> So Probably yeah, an I, ND. Get him in an ND yeah, right now. Yeah, <laughs> But yeah, we actually, you and I actually met uh, right after I recorded a podcast with Sam Barnett and the Mazda booth at SEMA this past year in 2015. So, and then we kind of walked over to the NASA booth because that's where I was going next to have another interview. Um, and, you know, kind of let you know what, what I was doing a little bit. And you introduced me to, uh, to Brett Becker at Speed News. Yeah. So really appreciate that. My pleasure. Still wish I could have gotten out and driven the MPO one that day, but that's me, all right. Me too. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to either. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, you know, we were talking over the weekend. Uh, I was actually real close to your house here in Griffith Park and posted a photo essentially from the top. And you're like, hey, man, you're like four minutes from my house. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> so you were. You yeah, could probably literally. see my house from there. <laughs> so yeah, and then I ended up, you know, messaging you and we set this up. So yeah, really appreciate cool. you fitting me in. I appreciate it. Man. So yeah, you're working on a, a little project yourself this weekend, weren't you? I, I am. I'm, I'm doing something a little bit different. Um, Due to just circumstances, and I'm sure we can go into that a little bit later. Yeah, I'm trying a different bit of racing this year, so I'm I'm outfitting or I'm swapping my Spec Miata NB99 to uh, Miata to uh, a Super Miata car, which okay. is a class that's run with a local regional. Well, I guess they're a little bit bigger than regional, but a local company called Speed Ventures. Right. Yeah, and I know Emilio uh, Cervantes from 949 has been on the show before and, yeah. and talked a little bit about Super Miata, but really didn't go into a whole lot of depth. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, we actually had Andrew Kidd on the show um, <laughs> when fast. I was up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> and he went into it a little bit, but uh, you want to kind of remind the listeners what Spec Miata, or sorry, what Super Miata is? Well, I'll take it from a perspective of somebody who's been in Spec Miata for a long time. Okay. It is. It's a beefed-up version of Spec Miata. It's a, I don't want to necessarily say it's a similar set of rules, but it's a similar um, 
it, it has the same feel to that. It's right. kind of in the same family, if you will. Um, uh, hard cap horsepower. I think it's 140 horsepower. Okay. They don't care really how you get there as long as you get there. And um, Big shot of NOS. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not legal. Big, big turbo <laughs> and all that stuff. And actually, I... I, I can't recall if that's allowed or not, okay. if you to have anything, any boost or anything, but I would assume it really wouldn't make a difference because the spirit of the rule is the car's going to weigh roughly this much. This is your power cap. Uh, and some very light arrow and almost shade tree arrow. I mean, this is stuff that, and you took a photo. Yeah, literally shade tree. Uh, shade tree. <laughs> I'm doing it in my driveway because my project car has been in the garage for i don't know like 17 years i swear it's been in there forever and i'll get to it one day yeah i haven't touched it for a year i literally haven't except for piling things on top of it you think it's still there you don't really know it's underneath the pile of (laughs) junk in there i think my christmas tree is on it um but uh i i've never dealt in the world of arrow and and it it appealed to me just to do something a little bit different and through circumstances and it ended up that i'm not able to run nasa this year um i'm i'm i wanted to try something new yeah and uh even before um there was an article you probably read it in speed news where brett becker and i uh hired kenton coke as a driving instructor yeah yeah, that was just this past uh this april issue yeah and um that was actually going to be my last spec miata race really yeah. Okay. And and I was going to run PT uh, because I wanted to try this arrow thing. It looked interesting, I, and I really wanted more than anything. I wanted to take that little restrictor plate out of my <laughs> and uh, really see the, what it'll do. I just wanted to take that out. Yeah. And I hadn't been able to do that before, so I wanted to pull that out and put some aids on the car and just try something different. I had been racing Spec Miata for thirteen years. I just wanted something different. Yeah. Um, I was expecting the same level of uh, success, which is you know, mid pack stuff, but that's, I'm out there to have a good time. I'm just there to, uh, to get away from my day job, which is being a dad, yeah. I'm a stay at home dad. And I just wanted to go out and, and have fun. So that's my way of having fun. Anyways. Um, I see super Miata as kind of a, for guys like me who've been doing this for a, long, a while, who just want to try something different. Yeah. And Emilio, I think really has hit on a, a really nice formula. Um, if it gets to the point where you need to have tech, the tech is simple. Throw it on a dyno. Yeah. It's really easy. I don't care if you have forged rods. I don't care if you lighten this. In fact, it's encouraged. Yeah. As long as you're at that number. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other things that I think you could do to make it a little bit better, but he's started out with something really, really simple, which I think was his intent. And it's a lot of fun. And where it's really fun is halfway through your session – you get to the back straight, you, you, uh, you, you run your race, and let's say it's a 20-minute session or a 30-minute session. Halfway through, checker comes out. You get to the back straight, halfway through your session now, you do a leapfrog invert on the racetrack, and you take green again. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you take, I didn't know that. You take two greens in one session, and you take two checkers in one session. Wow. And it's so much fun. Are they scored as like separate races, too? Yeah, or? they're scored as separate races. Really? Now, they make them short. So is it is it from the current standing when that first checker waves? Yes. That you guys? Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I believe I've only done one event um, with them this year. It was at Fontana. And I believe on Saturday, you... Uh, you have a fastest lap qualifying that sets up your first grid. 
and then you start your race, and then you start doing the inverts from there. Okay. And it was it's just a lot of fun because you get to race with different people at different times. I mean, the four fast guys are the four fast guys, and they come through <laughs> so incredibly fast. And you wave to them, say, "Hey, I'll see you at the beer tonight," yeah. right? As they're cruising through. But um, I think a couple of us know who those four fast guys are too. I think we do. <laughs> um, but you know, they're great. They're all real gracious guys, and everyone there is learning. I mean, aside from William and Emilio and Sonny, Andrew wasn't there that weekend. Um, most of the guys don't have a lot of race experience. They've been doing time trial stuff. Yeah. And so this is a new thing for them. I probably had more race experience than most of the field, maybe even combined. Mm-hmm. And even with a car that was not close to Super Miata trim, I was able to hang and race with some guys. Um, a little close with one guy, a little <laughs> too close with one guy. He had bought Sonny's car, and Sonny's name was on the side of the car, so thought, I thought it was, thought it was him <laughs> racing a different car. So I'm like, well, I can go through this turn with two, you know, tandem with, yeah, with I Sonny. I know this guy. I know yeah. Sonny. He can, he'll, he'll, and we were banging off each other, and I'm like, Sonny, come on, this, man. <laughs> like, right. It was, it was very funny. Yeah. It was really funny. I'm like, wait a minute. What? What? <laughs> Anyways, the guy comes up, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those situations, but um, it, it was, it was great, and yeah. um, so there's something real there, yeah. and um, and I think it's duplicatable. I think this could end up in other places too. Okay, now yeah. you know driving your spec Miata with Arrow essentially. What was that like? Well, I didn't have a lot at that point. I okay. just had a rear spoiler and okay. it was laying down pretty far. Um, uh, so I didn't really feel it, but I could feel the difference with the restrictor plate out. Okay. Um, just a lot more responsive. I mean, that's really what it was. And, and out of corners. Uh, no, not someone's that, not choking the car the whole time. Right. And <laughs> it, it's not like they they don't have a lot of torque anyways. Yeah. And you get a little bit of that back. It's not like it was throwing my head back in the seat, but you could feel it a little bit more. Yeah. And you could you could drive out of your – you had enough torque to drive out of your mistake that you would make. <laughs> Which, for me, was plenty. Yeah. So it was it was nice. I'm, I'm very anxious to see uh, – we have an event in two weekends out at Spring Mountain in Pahrump, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that because I should have – all my arrows should be done by then. Tomorrow I'm putting on uh, the under tray. I'm going to hang my under tray and just finish my front arrow tomorrow. Um, so I'm excited for that to see what that is. And hopefully I can get a little bit more power with the help of a, a camshaft and an intake cam, the JDM cam. Okay. But I'm not sure if I'm going to get that done because that would require a trip to the dyno to make sure I have the proper... More compliant. Well, yeah, compliant. Not yeah. only that, but I want to also make sure I have enough uh, fuel pressure to have it right so I'm not running too lean and popping uh, my nice X-Factor motor from uh, Chris Haldeman in, okay. in Texas. Now, I know we were talking before that... Your kind of intent on building the car right now is to be able to also swap back to spec Miata trim if you choose. If I needed to, like, yeah. like uh, I shouldn't so, say if I needed to. If I if I have the opportunity, right? Um, might as well just say it now. So <laughs> what happened is um, a few years back, just after my 40th birthday, I actually uh, was rushed to the hospital. Looked like I was having a heart attack. Wow! And I had to have three stents put in my heart. Okay. And I was 40 years old in six months. Wow! Which is a little early. Yeah. Good news is I didn't have a heart attack and die because you don't usually hear about the guy jogging who doesn't have a heart attack. You hear about the young guy jogging who has a heart attack, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, that would have been me. And luckily, 
circumstances had it that I got to the hospital and I got the help that I needed. Due to NASA's rules and their their medical rules, and they're great, it's to protect me as a competitor, my fellow competitors, the track workers, and everybody. I need to have certain tests over certain times. And, um, and NASA's not willing to bend their rule. They actually bent it last year and allowed me to compete based on some different tests that were less evasive. Anyways, he, uh, they're asking me to have this test, and my doctor is saying, you're too healthy. You don't need that test. Your insurance company won't pay for that because huh. you don't Essentially, need it. Essentially, they have to like prescribe the test. Right. The doctor needs to write the prescription right. for the test, and he's like, you don't need it. Yeah. So I'm bummed that I have to have the test to go race with NASA, but I'm very, very happy that I don't need the test. That means I've I followed my uh, medicine regimen well enough. Uh, I don't exercise much, but I exercise just enough that I'm at least in decent enough shape that I don't need to have this. So it's I, I I the only people to blame for this are my birth parents that gave me crap genetics, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, when given the opportunity to go back to NASA, I will I will happily do so if they're willing to have me, which I'm sure they will. Yeah, yeah, and and. The way I'm building the car, with the exception of the cam that I put in, you saw it. The trunk lid on my orange car is red with yeah. a spoiler on it. Four bolt, bang, I got the other trunk lid on. And the hood's the same thing. Yeah, the, hood, and, the hood gave me a good laugh. Yeah, man. the hood's great, right? <laughs> I, uh, I got it off this guy uh, out of Santa Barbara. You were just up in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, I think he wrecked his drift car. Okay. <laughs> when the hood flew up, because <laughs> you can see the bend across the yeah, hood. Yeah. And the uh, best part is how you fixed it, though. Yeah, yeah. So I cut <laughs> holes in it to put uh, vents, louvers, uh, louvers yeah. that to, to exhaust the, the the motor a little bit or get the heat out of the the engine bay. And uh, the hood was really floppy, especially after I just cut three big holes in it. And I was looking at the piece of metal just laying there that I just cut out. I'm like, you know what? I could just pop rivet it right there over the bend. <laughs> Bendy part, and it worked, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Now, how long those little eighth-inch rivets are going to hold under the rigors of it bouncing around at 125, 130 miles an hour, we'll see. But as long as it doesn't smash my windshield, I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. so are you going to run the stock ECU with it, too, I am. With, even with the cam and everything? Uh, yeah, that's why okay. I need to go to the dyno. Okay. Because spec me out of trim, we have an adjustable fuel pressure regulator so i have it perfect for the motor as it was if i make any sort of change to it it's going to change the fuel mixture at some point somewhere in the mapping i have to make sure i'm not running so lean that i pop the motor okay because chris built me a great motor so if anybody wants a good motor <laughs> x-factor motors or x-factor racing chris haldeman built an awesome motor for me and uh where's where's he out of oh man Oh, Chris is going to kick my butt. I don't remember where he was. Uh, I just know that if I go to Austin, I'm close. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think he just moved shops, so I don't happen to remember okay. where it is. Awesome. I should remember because I, I had to write that check to send back a core <laughs> motor to him. I don't remember exactly where it was. That's one of those where you just shut your eyes and sigh, and you're like, oh, I couldn't okay. believe how expensive it was. Yeah. I'm like, if this was a V8, would it be twice as much? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, because you have you have eight cylinders versus four, so technically it should be double. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a pun for that. But there you I, go. I, I, I got tried. you covered. I got I you tried. covered. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it seems like Super Miata is one of those things that even people that are running a spec Miata 
could have more events and be able to go run, you know, like you did the first time. Yeah, you, you really don't have to have the arrow. Yeah. And and if uh, Modi's there, you can just borrow a trunk from him when you get there. <laughs> uh, that's true. He yeah. rents those tr- trunks out for, I think, what, 40 bucks a day or something? Yeah. And I, I think you can apply that to your purchase price, Probably. Too. So it's a good system. Yeah, his, his little spoiler, I mean, I could have made my own. But his is really, really clean. Yeah. Um, uh, Blackbird Motorsports. It's really, really, or Fabworks. Fabworks. It's yeah. super clean, super fast install. In fact, um, Adam Gershon, who's sitting parked next to me, we put his on in between qualifying and the race <laughs> at the last event. We're like, I have all the tools. Let's do this, man. He had it in his trunk. I'm like, yeah. let's put it on, man. So we put it on, and it, it's a nice little piece, and it didn't take any. It took a lot of the engineering out of it because I'm yeah. like, okay, how do I do, get the angle right and all that stuff? How do I make it properly adjustable? And he did a really nice job with, as he does with everything. Yeah, yeah, he did your cage too. Yes, which is absolutely beautiful. Yes, it is. It's the uh, uh, what did we call it? We called it the cartwheel cage. <laughs> I told him I want to be able to fall off a cliff and walk out of this and go. That was fun. And yeah. he goes. I can do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you're commenting the bar that goes across your field of vision mm-hmm. that you actually end up not seeing. Yeah. Uh, you get so used to it. Either that or I have my eyes closed too much. <laughs> <laughs> actually, if you have your eyes where they're supposed to be, you won't see You won't it. see it. Right. And it's if you're looking around too much and looking at that tree you shouldn't hit, <laughs> you'll see it. But if you have your eyes high, you're not going to see you're it. You're fine. Okay. And, and you can tell... A racer designed the cage as well as being a good fabricator because he put that in mind because it really is in the perfect spot. You don't see it. Yeah. And then on the door bars, too, it was at least on the driver's side, it was really unique um, from what I'd seen from, you know, from a lot of different Miata cages. The uh, what do you call it? The side um, anti-intrusion. Yeah. 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 Um, I was I don't know why, but at the time when I was getting the cage, I was I had an FIA cage so it came to the point you know how instead of it having the nascar door bars mm-hmm. it had many bars that came to a point very similar to this on the passenger side of my car but it was on the driver's side of the bar and i felt really exposed i had a lot of room but i felt really exposed i had that for years and i kind of got used to it but i still really underneath everything uh wanted that protection something a little bit higher to protect my arm a little bit more so I said to Moti, I have two things on my door bars what I want. I want something that if something's going to pierce through, let's say, a, a tie rod end or a tie rod. I don't want a tie rod to be able to come through and, and stab me. I don't want to get stabbed. Can you put some plating in here? He said, absolutely. And then the other, other thing was I didn't want a round bar that my body could come in contact with. Mm. So I wanted a flat panel to – spread the impact out from that single point that we chatted about. Um, and I couldn't be happier. I have so much room and, and I'm a little guy, even big guys get in my car if they can fit. Cause my seat is so <laughs> far forward. They're like, Oh my gosh, there's a lot of room in here. Yeah. I mean, there really is. It's, That's the it, first thing that I noticed when you opened yeah. the door, it was, there's it's, a lot of room. It's really roomy. I mean, I'm very comfortable in there. Yeah. Um, he did a nice job of getting the uh, – I have to – because I'm so short, I have – the seat's actually pretty high. In fact, I need to drop it a little bit. Um, I just catched the bar on the top of my helmet. Okay. And I put a – you know, it's got the hard 
what is it? The very condensed or the very hard roll bar padding. Mm-hmm. I, I should know the, better. The long acre stuff. Yeah, the long acre yeah. stuff. Yeah, I know what the, you're talking the about. The high high density, there high density go. stuff. I should know this. I sell this stuff on weekend racercom <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I put you know the old spongy stuff. Mm-hmm. I put some of that on the outside of it. Okay. So my head literally sits on it, but it doesn't knock me crazy when i'm making a left hand you should have done velcro so you're just like stuck there <laughs> yeah. you know what's well, really funny. doesn't go anywhere on long right hand turns you rest it i totally rest my <laughs> yeah. head up there i totally do i'm like okay i my i just sit back and relax um clockwise at button willow going through talladega or whatever they riverside talladega yeah just a big sweeper i just slit my head back there and yeah. go okay where's my apex what doesn't matter i never hit it anyways it's somewhere over there and so yeah, i had i had a pro racer yeah. hans you know with halo bars and everything yeah. in my s2000 and at atlanta motorsports park there's a big sweeper going around the backside, and that's what i literally do i just kind of lean my head over to the right and just almost like i was taking a nap well and <laughs> and you know what in a in endurance race those little precious seconds of being able to rest, to rest. some part yeah. of your body adds up after you're doing a two-hour, three-hour stint. I mean, yeah. and that's an important <laughs> time to take that. That's like I think doing a, a uh, endurance race at Miller Motorsports Park would be awesome because you got that straightaway. Nice long straight it's just what to hang it? out. It's like a half mile long, yeah. <laughs> maybe longer, three yeah. quarters of a mile. And like, you can have breakfast whatever depends what time of day it is yeah well like road atlanta would be nice too you know because you have the nice long back straight yeah. just to kind of hang yeah. out i've run that track yeah yeah it's a lot of fun well it scares me yeah it, it frightens it's, me any of the pro courses i've started realizing uh the way they're set up there's walls very close just yeah. to kind of bring you know spectators closer to the action yeah. which is great but at the same time there's a lot to hit it's great unless you're a name Unless you're an amateur driver who, <laughs> yeah. who funds your funds own everything car. yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Um, what was it? 2014, 13, 14, uh, NASA had their Western Championships at Sonoma. Mm-hmm. And I was so intimidated and frightened. Now, it helped that I was in the middle of a build, and it was right after the runoff cylinder head thing that happened at Laguna Seca. Yeah. So um, – I was too busy dealing with the fallout of that situation. Um, I didn't take my car. I was terrified. I was terrified of what is turn 10, right? You're coming down that hill. Yeah. The wall's coming towards you, and you're going towards it to get to the apex. It <laughs> scared the hell out of me. And yeah, I'm I was. Like, I was you know what? A, I don't want to munch my brand new car. Yeah. It's brand new. <laughs> I was at a lemons race there uh, the same weekend as a 25 hour. Okay. Um, I actually went to the lemons race and then went to the 25 hour right oh, okay. after that. Um, and there were 188 lemons cars there. Oh, that's right. Pretty I remember ridiculous. hearing about that. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. Biggest field ever. There were also some pretty bad wrecks. Yeah. Uh, there was a TDI powered um, 911, like old school 911 that they put a TDI motor in. Well, it was involved. Forever. Actually was involved in a pretty serious incident too. Um, pretty pretty yeah. bad, but <laughs> See, that's we chatted briefly at dinner. That's yeah. the thing about the uh, crap can racing that frightens me. Yeah, um, you lower the investment to get into the sport, and I think it takes a little bit of the seriousness of what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you want to have fun, but the reality is when you're in there, it's serious because you can die. Yeah. Uh nobody wants to think about it, but that frightens me when you take the the commitment. I guess that's what it really is. It's the commitment not only for time but your resources 
you're taking it very, very seriously. I mean, yeah, I want to have fun, but when I get in there, it's serious business because not only am I worried about myself, look, I'm stewards of everybody that I'm racing with their lives too. I have it in their lives in my hands too. Yeah. And it's that, that brothership. That fellowship, I yeah, know. brother brotherhood, the brotherhood. But you know, we're also <laughs> racing with 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 some ladies, and they're dang good too. But uh, that's a big part of what I get. I'm an only child. Like that is that bond that I have with these guys, and I'm missing this year from some of these guys that from NASA that I'm not able to race with. Like you were with Brett Becker today. I yeah. miss racing with Brett yeah. and Sean Douglas and Jeff Jeppesen, and I can keep going on and on. Um, that seriousness I, I don't know i i don't know if it's good for the sport or not yeah i mean I, I see it both ways like it's great to get people into it yeah you know if they're going to keep going and doing more things mm-hmm. and participating in you know different organizations um at the same time too it can be kind of detrimental because all it takes is one one or two incidents mm-hmm. and the whole sport just kind of gets this kind of bad rap a yeah. little bit so i mean the and my fear is something really bad happens. Yeah. And the insurance companies who are are paying or you know they they're on the line too. Um to some respect. What what's it going to do to to rates? Yeah. And um not every place in the country has a NASA that has a region. Um they're pretty well the Diverse, but there's not these regions. So people like the Aaron Bittemans of the world who are running their one-off thing, are they going to be able to afford insurance if something really nasty comes out of this? And I hope it never happens Yeah, because I've talked with the folks that run Lemons and talked to the folks that run Chump for various reasons. They're great guys. They're all great folks, and the races are fun, and everybody has fun. I run one uh, event with my friend Steve Stepanian when we were training for our, our testing for our, our 25-hour run that year. What was that, 2012, I think it was? Probably. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, it was 2012. Um, and his E30, and we're doing some interesting stuff on the E30, so we wanted to test it. Is this stuff actually going to work? And uh, and it didn't, but we ran it anyways, and we finished the race, and we did really well and had a great time. <laughs> but uh, we had a ball. Uh, but the drivers at times were terrified. They were absolutely – because we, we have experienced race drivers with years of experience under their belt at NASA events, SCCA, and others. Some people had raced in Europe before. One of them was, uh, was Josh Allen. Okay. He was in the car, and he <laughs> got out, and they're like – Okay, whatever you do, stay away from the blue BMW <laughs> and the red Porsche and the Pinto or whatever it was out there. I mean, yeah. they're terrified at times. They're like, <laughs> I mean, they couldn't find an Apex, you know, with two hands. Yeah. I mean, um, but at the same time, I agree with you. Bringing people to the sport is great, and even if ten percent of them uh, get the bug and do that investment and build a proper car not that they're not but you know what i mean yeah uh with class rules and all that sort of stuff and end up going to comp school and the whole thing and and not only feed into the idea of it but they also feed into the economics of the sport i mean uh, we were saying it at dinner you know this is a small little niche this road racing thing yeah it's a small little niche of the overall motorsports thing and we need all of us as, as many as we can get to keep the economics of it going. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because that's the bottom line. If if the tracks don't make money because the sanctioning bodies aren't or the 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 track the guys aren't renting the tracks or NASA or SCCA, they're not renting the tracks, the tracks go away. I mean that's what happened with, with local dirt track racing, circuit mm-hmm. track racing. They're going away. And it's a shame because some of the best racing you'll ever see is going down to your half mile dirt track and watching modifieds and all this stuff it's a ball and it's so inexpensive to participate in too absolutely that's what i love yeah you know it's funny one of the first races that i i went to uh dirt track uh one guy like hit another guy and like they got out of the car right there then like started approaching each other and had some words (laughs) and it was it was pretty funny to watch i wouldn't want to see that at a road course um but that's all part of it like the crowd loved it um you know it was it was Kind of interesting. Well, you know, um, last year, one of probably one of the telltale signs that told me that I needed to stop being the national director for NASA, and it had already been kind of bouncing around inside my head. Uh, my kid's getting a little bit older. He's He was in club soccer. He was doing a lot of other things. Um, he's 11 now. Uh, I, I There was an incident where a teen Mazda driver – from another region, um, he made a he made a a a, a, a very wrong decision. Uh, hit a couple people and and destroyed the the passenger side of my vehicle. Oh, and he was young, yeah, really young. Like couldn't get a driver's license. Young. <laughs> and um, I got out and I screamed in his face. Now, a bad moment for me. Yeah. Um, However, and I've had words with James Brown. He's a fellow uh, Southern California spec me out uh, driver um, and a father of uh, a Team Mazda Challenge driver who was tragically killed in a motorcycle accident, oh. uh, Nova Brown. Okay. Um, great young man. Anyways, um, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down. <laughs> I, I, he was a great kid. Yeah. He was a great kid. A wonderful family. Anyways. James and I had a disagreement, and he's like, no, he's a 14-year-old kid. I said, you know what? When he's on the racetrack, his parents have signed off that he's mature enough to handle an adult situation because when you're on the racetrack, real racetrack and real race cars going at real race car speeds, that's an adult thing. Mm-hmm. And But still, I am embarrassed by my behavior by screaming in this kid's face. Um Oh, boy, I don't even really remember what got me started down this road. But the bottom line is I, – That's oh, when you knew yeah, That's when uh, you knew to it, stop. It, it can happen, and I was supposed to be a representative of not only myself and my company that is on my car and my sponsors, but also of NASA. Right. And I didn't, and it told me, you know what, maybe I'm too comfortable in this role now, mm-hmm. and I'm not – not that I'm not taking it seriously, but I'm not, I'm not a steward of it as I should be because it's so familiar. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Which goes back to kind of what we were talking about before we went to dinner on how pretty much we're all representatives of the sport and yeah. the organization that we're, you know, that we're driving with. Um, you know, there was a, an incident for me at the 25-hour Thunder Hill um, where the van I was driving slid down a hill and uh, track management... I thought, I mean, they showed up in a NASA-branded vehicle, um, didn't treat me the way that I would have 
treated myself in that situation. Mm. Um, I can go into more depth later. Uh, but essentially, they drove up in a, a tow truck that said NASA on it, even though they weren't part of NASA. Right, they were hired and, for the And event. I didn't realize that at the time, and I got really upset. I was like, you don't realize what I help, you know, I try and push NASA when I can. Right. Uh, you know, I've been an instructor, brought a lot of people to NASA, and at the time, I felt burned. Yeah. I know so, where you park, by the way. Yeah? Yeah. You're, were you out by the big... Uh... By turn 10. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Nice yeah. mud, and it was raining. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, yeah. I, I pulled off at the very, just the very top to pull off the road, yeah. and the van just started sliding and sliding and sliding and didn't stop. So, yeah. So... Um, That's scary. <laughs> yeah. So, at the time, you know... Rental, right? Yeah. And yeah, I actually, I, I had such a bad taste into my mouth that the next day, I actually called... Once I found out it wasn't NASA, I called the CEO of Thunder Hill. Um, I forget his name, but called him and talked to him, explained the situation. Because um, there was there was kind of some stuff, like some money was taken from me for services that were not rendered. Um, so I felt kind of burned on that. Um, but yeah, another story for another time. Yeah. But yeah, it got me thinking that, you know, we're all even track staff and stuff yeah. like that. We're representatives yeah. of the event. Had I been somebody else, you know, that wasn't that dedicated to the sport and, you know, to the events. I, if, you know, I came out to that event and had never done a track day, I'd probably be like, I'm never doing a track day with NASA ever. Yeah. So, cause I wouldn't have taken the time to research, you know, who it actually was. Right. And it just got me thinking that, you know, from instructors to, you know, regional directors and everybody, uh, no matter what organization you're with, you're a representative of, you know, of that group. Right. So, yeah, I got to, <laughs> I got to meet the guys at the Thunder Hill, uh, the the safety crew in yeah. a different in a different way. You, you, <laughs> were you were you like in a tire wall and you're like, hey guys, thanks nah, for the help. No, so uh, <laughs> this is something we haven't talked about. So okay, you, so here's a, here's a story for you. So, um, for those who haven't done the 25 hour of Thunder Hill, um, you need to. If you're an amateur road racer, here's your opportunity to be on the track with. Teams that are funded from manufacturers, um, and it used to be one or two pro drivers, but now you're seeing guys come out of retirement to run this race. Yeah, L L Junior, L Unser Junior was there. Sorry for those who don't know who L Junior is. <laughs> you uh, mean my neighbor next door? Yeah, Al, totally. The guy son? used to throw rocks at when we were in kindergarten. <laughs> um, Kurt Busch. I mean, you're getting some real names. Um, I, I, uh, there's a lot of people coming. Yeah. Around. In fact, Boris said once he, <laughs> Boris would. I was in a. Uh, Boris said what? Boris. No, yeah, I'm just kidding. Boris said, "I'm <laughs> passing you again." Is what he said. He was in a Mustang. I think he might have been one of the uh, the spec Mustangs out of Miller Motorsports Park. Okay. Um, this was in 2010, and oh no, that was in 09 when I was driving in 09. I've only driven it twice, but. Um, Anyways, my story. 2010, um, I'm one of two cars. My car was one of two cars with uh, RJ Racing. Very, very successful uh, team run by two brothers that live down in Santa Ana area. Um, in a span of three years, they won the race twice. Wow. Um, and they're going Overall? Uh, E3. Sorry, okay. E3 okay. and Miatas. Yeah, the overall, when you're racing the Miata... You don't even think against about it. against the Audi R8 like this yeah, year, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or or yeah, 
or or Davidson Racing with their really cool cars and their pro drivers. Yeah. I mean, Randy Pope's Actually, drives I think them. Actually, a couple years ago, Jason Saney's been on the show before. Jason's and I think they guy. won overall in yeah. one of the C.J. Wilson MX-5 mm-hmm. Cup cars. I, or maybe it was the Grand Am car. I can't remember which no, car it was. It was. I, well, that's true. I don't know. remember if that... I don't remember which car it was. Yeah, but, yeah, but they uh, won overall in a Miata in X Five. Yeah, yeah that which was, was cool. awesome. I, I'm not sure, was was Todd Lamb on that team with him? I I can't remember. I, I I bumped into Todd so many times at that race track. Yeah, so uh, I can't remember if he was driving that year or not. And then yeah. when when they ran Crusher, when Emilio ran Crusher, did they? How did they do overall? I know it was pretty pretty high up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that particular car. Something about that car, man. I've competed against it too, man. It <laughs> I've is, competed against it. It's a beast. <laughs> and then you throw the spider monkey that is Emilio in there. Yeah. <laughs> Those who don't know Emilio, his very long legs, his very long yeah, arms. Yeah, he's, he's very tall. He's very tall. And the dude is just fast no matter what he's in. Yeah, um, bicycles included. <laughs> totally. My kid races cyclocross racing. Yeah. And one day I see this dude go by. I'm like, that looks that like... Emilio? That's Emilio. What's he doing? He's fast on a bike. Yeah. He's just... And he's fast on a dirt bike too, like a dual sport like yeah. he likes to do. It's, he's he's a really... Like, I want to be Emilio when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he does too. He's never yeah. going to grow up. He's just a really interesting guy. Yeah, he really is. Um, and he's his mind works in a different place. He's a really, really smart guy. You can tell talking to him. Yeah. And, you know, those years that he dominated in PT is because he figured out the rules. Yeah. He, and that's what he said on the show. Yeah. You know, pretty much like he built the car to the exact extent of the rules. Yeah. And took advantage of the places that it wasn't. And it took a while for NASA to catch up. And when Mr. Greenbaum did, he slammed the door shut. And, and remember, there was a, like fine. a Mazda Speed reclass that uh, may or may not have been going on, which at the time I was like, that's freaking brilliant. Because yeah. I competed against them in 2012 at Nationals uh, for TT, yeah, Mid Ohio yeah. for TTC. And in my head, I was adding everything up because, you know, I knew a little bit about Miatas at the right. time. I was like, how does that even work? Like, I was trying to figure it out because yeah. I was like, he's got the trans, he's got the sways, like, What's going oh, on? Did and the LSD. Did he have the sways? I don't know. Did he? Mm, check your <laughs> points. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was really yeah. interesting. And that's just what happens. You know, he, he reads the rules. Yeah. And Somebody else that's really good with that is, um, uh, what's his name? He's been on the show before. I'm an idiot. I'm going to have to edit this out. Um, Terry <laughs> Fair at Borschlag. Yes. Yeah, yes, he's yes, yes, very yes. good with yeah. the rules, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, and I mentioned him before, RJ Racing. Yeah. Um, Rob and John Gibson, they're really good at that, too. Um, it helps. They're both lawyers. But uh, because they can read Lawyers, the document. Lawyers reading? No. Yeah, Skirting they, the rule? No. Yeah, they, they understand <laughs> to the exact the extent. And, I mean, <laughs> even when I was in Spec Miata, um, director... I would get these calls from people. I want to go run PT. What do I do to make my car competitive? And I would say, call Rob. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just call Rob. Here's his number. There might be a small fee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but great guys, and they taught me a lot. I mean – you know, my, my whole journey through this whole thing is it just started really kind yeah. of innocently. Yeah, when did you start into all of this? Well, right around, um, uh, I guess it would be around 99 when I actually bought the house we're sitting in. Okay. Um, I A year later, I, I met who becomes my wife, and she had some friends who um, 
who I dog sat for them for one weekend in this payment. They gave me a Miata. <laughs> they gave you a Miata? He was going to get rid of it anyway, so he gave me a... a Man, I need to move to California. <laughs> oh, it was an automatic Miata, so maybe, maybe you just need to move to Arizona. <laughs> that means it was lightly driven. Uh, yeah. It's probably in pretty good shape. It was an auto. Well, it had been banged into a few yeah. things. and I oh, lent so it's it, a perfect it, donor car. Yeah, it, it really was a perfect <laughs> donor car, and the price was right. Yeah. And, and I had been doing track days before. I had a Superformance Cobra, which is a, a replica of the 64 Shelby Cobra. Yeah. You know, the, the sexy beast. And um, uh, <laughs> I'll even go back further. I'll start there. So yeah. my very first time ever being on a racetrack, after wanting to be a racer since I saw... Donnie Allison and Kelly Yarbrough getting a fist fight in turn three at Daytona in 1976, right? I think it was 76. I remember that because I was in Michigan in that snowstorm and couldn't do anything. It was the only thing on TV. So we watched racing. My family, my mom and dad and I watched racing. We had never really watched except for the Indy 500. Yeah. So we watched that, and, and I want to be a racer. I want to get in a fight with Kelly Yarbrough. Anyways, flash forward. 20 years and I've made enough money that I can actually buy a really cool car so I buy this and when I buy it it comes with a free day of uh, school at Cobra University they called it huh. essentially it was you're, you're buying a high horsepower car with tiny wheelbase we don't want you to die <laughs> we don't want you to sue us <laughs> right let's go out to the racetrack I'm gonna sh- we're going to at least show you a little bit what the car can do you yeah. can feel it get sideways you can find where that limit is before you even know what a limit is so it came with the car and it was great the first lap i ever did on a racetrack john morton was sitting in the seat next to me really john stinking morton <laughs> <laughs> what and, track was that at it was at streets of willow okay and I do a couple laps. Did he have a roll bar behind him? A, a roll he did hoop? not. No? I, I have brave no idea. Man. It's crazy brave. Because <laughs> I even man. told him, so, I've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> it was on stock tires. <laughs> and yes, my voice cracked. Uh, stock tires. You know, BF Goodrich TA radios, I think they are. Pretty wide, though, right? Huge. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could crush a small child yeah. under them. But um, no grip. And... And just stock brakes. And the way the Superformance are, that's a fully built car from this company called Hitech in South Africa. They're the world's largest parts distributor in the world. Car really? parts. So that car is built. Yes, they build the plastic body for it. But all the parts are brand new, but they're parts off from the shelf. Like, so, is it like a Mustang 2? No, it's not. Underpinnings? There's no, there's no donor parts in it at all. Really? So the steering rack is off some random Audi. And the windshield wiper motors out of uh, seventy four Cutlass or whatever, you know. Does what it I mean? like come with a list of the parts if anything breaks? Like not this in what you that need to... form. You get okay. a Superformance part number, so you're you have to buy it from them, right? <laughs> and of course, because it's a performance car, everything's marked up. Yeah. I mean, it's a brilliant marketing strategy. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's a great, great strategy. Great car. So, anyways, I do a lap or two. He hops in the seat, scares the shit out of me because. <laughs> <laughs> Even going down the straightaway, you weren't going straight. The yeah. car sideways because, you know, it has 400 horsepower, whatever. What, what motor was in that thing? That one just had a 351 Cleveland in okay. it. Okay. Um, after that event, he turned the – well, I get back in after he scares the crap out of me. And we come back in, and he looks at me, and he says – and I told him this at the 2012, 25 hour. He was there running a 510, which was so cool. Yeah. 
uh, I walked up to him randomly and said, you've ruined my life. <laughs> and he's like, what? What do you mean? Who, who and he looked you? at me like, oh, my God, you're going to kill me. So, <laughs> so I tell him this story that I'm telling you. So when I got out of the car, he said, you know what? If you would have started earlier, you could have been a pretty good race driver. And from that moment on, I've been trying to live up to that statement. Can I be a pretty good race driver? Yeah. And, I'm going to uh, start using that line with all my students, whether yeah. they're good or they're you bad. You know, if you started earlier, you could have been a pretty good race driver. And he totally hooked me because I always wanted to be one. Yeah. And I felt, okay, I've, I've worked hard. I've made this money. I, I've got extra money. At that time, I was single and and, you know. I had money to burn. Yeah. And guess what burnt it? Motorsports. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> For five years, I made a nice living, and it all went into a motor. I put, I built a, uh, it, it's a 418. 418? Yeah, 418. Stroked small block 351. It had 560 horsepower, 575 foot-pounds torque. Jeez. The thing was a beast. I could be going down the freeway. And it and, weighed what, like 2,200 pounds? Yeah. I'd be going down the freeway <laughs> at 60 miles an hour in fifth gear, mash the gas, and smoke the tires. Wow. In fifth gear. <laughs> Thing was a beast. Yeah. Um, I upgraded the brakes. I, I, but what happens, I kept blowing the diffs out of it. And I just, I keep finding the weak link. So I went from that to a Datsun 240Z. Oh, really? I had what that year? For a, um, I don't remember. I only had it for a couple of years. Maybe. Okay. My dad and I restored one of those when I was in high school. Uh, great car. Uh, fun to drive. After driving a Cobra, which was really labor-intensive to drive, even a straight line. It was frightening. Yeah. Uh, Willow Springs, I, at the braking zone, I look down at the Speedo. It says I'm going 180. Jeez. <laughs> And I pushed the brake pedal down, card. and it didn't Nothing? do anything. Oh, jeez! But I mean, at that well, oops, <laughs> that was the coaster. <laughs> uh, at that point, I I realized I need something slower. I don't want to go this fast. I just had no desire to. So I switched to the two forty. Now, were you just doing track days with the two forty? I was, or? and, and okay. most of the guys that I uh, that I went to the Cobra University. They did the same thing. A lot of the guys kept the Cobra and just run it. They didn't take it to the track anymore because I ran it at the track a few times. But um, they all started buying 510s and all these Datsuns, and they're like, it's really, really cheap. You don't break everything every weekend. Yeah. And so I did that with them, and I was a little late to the party. They started selling their stuff off when I got it, but it was super easy to drive. And taking the bad habits that I learned driving this boat, because it really is a boat. It's not fun to drive. Those guys that are racing the... The, the Cobra? Yeah, the, okay. sorry, the Cobra. Okay. It was a boat. Difficult to drive, sorry. Um, those guys that race the... Um, oh, the Factory 5. Um, the Factory 5 Challenge. Yeah, yeah. Those guys who are fast, hats off, man. Those <laughs> things are not easy to drive fast. They want to spin. Now, granted, they don't have the power that I had, yeah. which... In hindsight, it was a bad choice. I actually should have taken some power out of it and, and enjoyed learning how to drive it. When you first get into it, I think there's a lot of people that make that mistake. Yes. You know, like yeah. add the power before we do anything else. Yeah. yeah. So and, and you see it a lot. And if any advice that I give, the first thing I say is don't touch the car. What you have yeah. is fine. As long, unless you're going to get make it safer. Make it safe as you possibly can. Yeah. Put your butt in the seat. Hire a coach. Yeah. Go learn how to drive. If you can drive a slow car fast, when you have a fast car, you're going to kill. Yeah. 
Yeah, because do really all cars little. are momentum cars when you really break it down. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them just have more power than others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so... So from from the Z, I, did you start doing more track days with the Z? Was it a street car? Or was it a race car or what? I bought it as a race car, okay. but it was like a, a project car the guy never fi- finished. Okay. So um, I finished it, drove it at a couple events, enjoyed it, uh, but all the guys that I was going to race with had left. They sold their stuff. They babies, whatever. Life got in the way. This is all in the span of about four years. What what years were this? Was it like nineties, mid nineties, uh, or late mid to late nineties? Okay. So, um, 99, when I got the donor, uh, I guess it probably would have been around 2000, 2001 when I got that donor Miata, probably 2000, I got that donor Miata and, um, I, I created this plan. The plan was I was going to go do the ladder at NASA because I got to pay to go to the track anyways. I might as well get an instructor for free with it. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> I mean, who that, were you participating with before? Like when you had uh, when you had the Cobra? Uh, and... With the Cobra, I was at uh, Shelby American. Okay. SAC, I think they're called. Okay. And then that's uh, when all the Shelby operations were still around here, right? Before they moved to Vegas. No, they were already in Vegas. Oh, okay. it's, it's a national club. Okay. And there's a gentleman who lives up in La Quinata, which is a town just north of here, uh, Lynn Park, and he would throw these events. He'd rent out the track and sanction it as a SAC event, and all these GT500s and GT350s would come <laughs> out and some original Cobras. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. And they would let the replicas come, too, which was very nice. They didn't need to, but— Did they only let the uh, Mustangs run on Horse Thief Mile? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they ran. We we only used the big track at that okay. point. We used the big track, okay. Which you know, having all that power going through eight and nine, nine especially. I oh, was, that's got to be easy, right? Oh god, <laughs> terrifying. And you know what? I'm still fighting those bad habits. Really, those muscle memory. Years habits. and years later, it's been thirteen years. I wow. still catch myself breaking at big, impossible to turn Cobra. Turn, breaking points. Huh. I still think about doing it. Now, well, I shouldn't say that now, but the last time I was there, I'm like, oh, I mean, I can really do turn nine without breaking? Maybe just a tiny lift <laughs> to, to point the nose where I needed to go? And, uh, fun I guess race, the, fun the, race track, fun the race other track. way can work too. If you, you know, if you start into Miatas and stuff and you get in other cars, you start realizing that you're breaking way too late and, yeah, you know, yeah, you can't yeah, turn yeah. in the way that you were yeah, before. Totally. So I guess it goes both ways. Totally. There. So, um, I got this car and I hatched this plan. So I'm going to go through the NASA ladder and I'll, I'll run NASA for a while because at that time, NASA was looked at as the regional dude. This is what, you know, and it's a little safer. And the ultimate plan for me was to go run S- – Did it again. <laughs> SCCA racing. That was that was the originally the plan. And um, I got to NASA, and holy moly, are those the nicest dang people. Yeah. And, you know, the Gibsons, Sean Douglas, and all the guys I've mentioned before, they're my family. They're like my family. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're my brothers. I hand them my life. They give me theirs, and we go out and we have fun for, you know, forty-five minutes on a Saturday and Sunday, and I never wanted to leave, and um, but I wanted NASA spec me out it to get bigger, um, because there were only a few of us. Yeah. So, so your Miata that you got given to you, did you build that into a spec Miata? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. I, 
Just making sure we're following the story. Yeah, right. you're good. You're good. You, you bring <laughs> us back to the the fun part. Yes. So I stayed home, dad, and um, I built the. It was a streetcar. My my wife drove it for a little while as a beater around before we got married. Uh, she ran it into a couple posts at gas stations and stuff. Even like, better donor car. Even better. Now it looks like a spec Miata. Yeah. It's already smashed. <laughs> it's already pinated. <laughs> so, um, so I decided it's time for me to start this build. She was pregnant. Uh, I s- started accumulating the parts. By the time I had all the parts, we had a, a, a wonderful, healthy little boy. And while he was a baby, when he would take his naps during the day, I would go out to the garage with a baby monitor and work on the car. And then if I wasn't quite done, I'd set up the pack and play. When he would wake up, he would come out and sit in the pack and play, and I'd finish. So he actually knows how to do a brake job <laughs> when he was about four months old. He, yeah. He's at least seen one done, right? Or an engine swap. We did an engine swap because it was an automatic car. So I had to do the engine swap because it's a different engine, a different camshafts and a, a transmission swap and it was really fun to learn how to do that i mm-hmm. really enjoyed it it was therapeutic for me to get away from my tough job of changing diapers you know? <laughs> so i built the car in my garage well you're and, covered in stuff either way right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> grease or grease yeah. <laughs> uh, that was almost a pun almost, almost. it was you, it was close you got really really close <laughs> so um so that was fun and i remember going to my first nasa event i was terrified right i was absolutely terrified and actually through that whole process let me back up a little bit when i was doing the hpds after the car was built i built it as a spec miata then i started my hpds and i worked my all all of my way up to uh when i got up to four i actually asked ryan can i not it's at the end of the season i don't want to be in these guys running for a championship way can i stay in three and then next event take my driver's course with at that time was driving concepts okay and he said sure not a problem so i meet this this dude named steve stepanian and he was it's been long enough maybe statue of limitations he is is out he he was there in a rental uh in a rental car from like hertz (laughs) i've done i've done that before (laughs) yes i'm sure you have and and i found that crazy because i mean i was still such a noob in the motorsports thing i mean I, i didn't know anything like that yeah could be done or you should even try to do something like that <laughs> he's like yeah they're gonna be wondering what happened to the brakes and the tires on this thing yep. so yeah i don't remember i think he might have had a 350 a 340z 350 350 to start yeah. 350 yeah. yeah i think he might have had one of those i ended up buying one it's a pretty good rental yeah. car a great little car yeah yeah i was bummed when the nasa a three uh the spec z, spec z didn't, really didn't really take, take off yeah it's too bad um because they're beautiful on the track. Yeah. They're gorgeous. They, actually, they handle really well, too. They're, they're heavy and they're a little expensive, but they sound they're, good. And, and they, they're stout. They're beautiful cars. Yeah. They're gorgeous cars to watch that, on a racetrack. That VQ motor is probably one of the – well, there's a, a few motors that I can tell when they start up. But it has such a unique startup sound that even – even you know, it's funny. Uh, I think they put that motor in one of, like, the SUVs um, at the time, like – they put the three five V six in one of the Nissan SUVs, and a- you can be in a parking lot and hear something starting. You're like, "There's a Z around. There's a Z," and then <laughs> this like Nissan SUV goes by. Like, oh, the Murano goes again. by or whatever it is. Yeah, right? yeah. Did they also, again? Did they also put that in the Infinity version? Yeah, the G thirty five. Okay, yep. so I would be able to find that because my neighbor across the street, his sister has one. Oh, perfect. Or had one. My mom, would, my mom had one actually. A great, the sedan. Beautiful cars. Actually, yeah. the Infinity versions are gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, just a beautiful road car. Anyways, 
he's now a friend for life, right? We've I don't know how many 25 hours we've either crewed together or he's crew chief for mine the year that we'll get back to 2010 of why change change motors yeah yeah <laughs> when you show up no that's a different guy oh, sean okay. douglas okay <laughs> um anyways uh yeah so i meet this guy i mean you just meet people who uh from all walks of life he 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 has his own insurance company the gibsons are lawyers sean douglas runs a mortuary um Different walks of life, but you got this one thing in common, right? This crazy. Wait, I see a, I see a theme there. It's insurance, mortuary, <laughs> and lawyers, and motorsports. Yeah, they're and all motor kind sports. of. Yeah, they're. You need the guy at the end. You need Sean Douglas and and Douglas Mortuaries because <laughs> yeah. you're going to end up there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I always found that so funny. To... The last guy you'll ever pass. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's so funny to see on the side of a car. Douglas family mortuaries <laughs> on the side of a race car. And you're like, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's just not right. Morbid, yeah. yeah. It's a little morbid. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. See, see, I've, I've gotten to know his, his wife and his kids. I've watched his kids grow up. I mean, I just love this little family. I yeah. mean, it's so great and it's just so wonderful. Anyways. So, uh, I do that for a couple of years and I decide, you know what, I want this to grow. How can I help grow? And Ryan says, well, we need a spec Miata regional director here in Southern California. Okay. So I take that role and essentially at that point it was just get the word out that there's races there and be active on, uh, before there were social media on the forum boards. And so I would announce when the events were there and, you know, all of a sudden we starting to get some more people and there was something weird going on at Cal club local here, the SCCA club. So, man, you get this influx of 20, 30 cars coming from SCCA wow. to come run. And literally, in the span of two years, we went from three cars to like 30. Wow. And, and so this was in Spec Miata, not SSM? Just Spec Miata. Okay. SSM came out a little later. around that time. but um, what, what years were these? Probably 01 to 03. Okay. Something I've always like wondered that? at the beginning of Spec Miata, were NAs and B and NBs eligible, or was it just NA cars originally? It or? was mostly NAs. Okay, obviously the donors are a lot cheaper. Yeah, than and, like a couple year old yeah. NB. By would the be. time that I got involved, the NBs had already been um, blessed by SCCA as acceptable, and I think they did an appropriate amount of of research to get them bounced pretty well. Okay, there were some politics that went on in subsequent years. To make it an absolute overdog. Um, yeah, where at one point, if you wanted to run up front, you needed a 99. Yeah. And it's still kind of that way a little bit. I know a couple of the guys, these for SCCA runoffs when they were at Road, at Road America, a couple of the guys thought the VVT would be like the car to have. Um, There's a hill there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you need that torque. Yeah. It has more torque. <laughs> and you know what? It's any evolution of any vehicle, right? It, it, Usually, I should say, there's some exceptions, but uh, it's such a superior, it's such a well-engineered car. Yeah. I mean, it's just so great. And um, hats off to Mazda and our good friend Ken Sayward, who designed the stinking thing, and he was a NASA Spec Miata racer. He races with us, and he's the dude that designed the outside of it. He made such a beautiful car. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually, he works for Mazda. 
Yes. Yeah, it's not not that he like designed the spec Miata. Right. Well, I'm sorry. Technically, kind of, but yeah. Uh, but did he did he work on the NB? Yes. Okay. On yeah, because the, the NA was um oh his name's escaping me. We had him on the show at Miatas at, at Mazda Raceway before. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. forget what his name is. <sighs> but he he Feels was so bad. He was the U.S. influence. And Tom Matano. Yes. Yeah, for the yeah. NA. Okay. And um, it's a beautiful car. Yeah, I mean it really is, and and if you uh, take the NC out of the equation, I don't want to. Uh, it's almost a different car. Yeah, you look at the ND, the new one, and it's back to the roots a little bit. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I almost don't want to get one. I just want to <laughs> look at it. You know. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we grew very fast. Yeah, and there were there were some growing pains through that, and and at that point I decided to uh, leave, and there were some political things going with some of the people who came over from SCCA didn't necessarily agree Le- with leave as the regional leave as a regional okay, and I actually took a year off and almost didn't really race that much. I blew up a couple motors, and I was just one know, of those years. Yeah, it was one yeah. of those years. You know, I mean, everybody has them. You right, do it long I, enough, you'll have it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the reality was I'd run the car. And the beauty of a of a spec class is you're not going through parts, you know, big cachet parts. So I'd broken a lot of stuff, and I just needed to take some time off. This is probably '08. Uh, yeah, '08. I'd run the national championships at at Miller Motorsports Park, and uh, I just needed a break. So I really pulled back. Only did a couple of events. And Jason Holland, the guy who was the national director at that time, resigned in the middle of the year. Hmm. And um, I called Ryan Flaherty and said, hey, do you, I'm willing to do this if you want me to. And he said, sure. So seven years after that, I was a spec me out a national director. Okay. And it was a rough time because that's when the the NB was an absolute overdog and – I could, I'm not going to go into all the ins and outs of it, but the bottom line is there was a a push from the inside for it to be the car. Okay. Probably for economic reasons for the people involved. Um, NASA didn't want that, and NASA specifically Ryan Flaherty. He's like, it's not good for the class. It's not good for amateur motorsports right because you have all these people that already have na's built up exactly yeah exactly and I can they're see that right so uh he and i are kind of just i remember talking to him at length on thanksgiving day <laughs> and talking about these are the testing that we we're going to do maybe it wasn't the day after thanksgiving maybe maybe we didn't talk thanks i'm sure we texted on thanksgiving day but we spoke the following day and we kind of laid out the plans of how we were going to figure out Getting the weight of the cars to be this, as close as possible as possible as we could, and um, balance the car with restrictor plate only. Okay. Because what was happening, we were having incidents in braking zones where people were braking earlier than other cars because they were the four or five hundred pounds. Were, yeah, yeah. So we saw that as a danger, right. and and that wasn't the NASA way. No accidents, right? That's what we want. Everybody wants that, but hardcore racing. That happens. Yeah. NASA wasn't really hardcore racing at that point. We just want to have some really good racing. So we wanted to reduce the weight, balance only with restricted plate if possible. 
and we laid out our plan how we were going to go about doing it. Next day after that, I got on the phone and started calling all my friends. Can I borrow your car? Can I borrow your car? <laughs> Can you get it to a dyno? Can you do this? And I had a, a lot of people here in Southern California stepped up huge and made huge contributions. Sean Douglas, Robert Goon, uh, myself with the 1.6. I had to get all the different cars. It was before the VVTs were even in the picture. Okay. Um, the donuts were still too expensive. And we got lucky. We got totally lucky. And not that we didn't plan and not that we didn't have something to work towards, but the numbers just kind of fell together. We made some projections based on some things, and we took a couple educated guesses, and we made a couple guesses. And we made a couple guesses, and we just went for it. Yeah. And it worked. Now, are those the same weights that are used today? Similar. So what happened is – it was the first time ever that NASA and SCCA went two different ways on their rules. Huh. And For Spec Miata? Yes. Okay. For Spec Miata. And, okay. and I got a lot of phone calls. I got phone calls from regional directors within NASA ripping me that their engine builder who lived in their region was going to pull all his cars. Um, I had shop owners calling me telling me that I ruined the sport. I ruined it. Wow. And it was, I was scared, and this was, this was my f- first six months in the job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember a guy walking up to me after we had a season of we had a season of success, and some of these builders who I don't want to say threatened because that wasn't what they were just saying, dude, you're ruining a good thing. And they were serious, and it's also it's tied to their livelihood, right? right. Now what are they going to do? Now they have two camps to worry about, so. Um, I didn't realize then that that was the effect. All I saw was this wasn't right for the class. Something needs to be done. And I'll be honest. I had a lot of help from Jim Drago. He was really, really helpful. Yes, he told me I was an idiot. I was making a huge (laughs) mistake. But after we had a good half season of success, he called and said, dude, you guys got it pretty close. And we worked together. And then we had that what period of four years that the rules didn't change. That was Jim and I talking about it and getting it figured out exactly what would work for them and what mm-hmm. could, quote unquote, be sold to his membership and what we could tolerate because we were really proud of what we did. Right. And we found what was, yeah, basically what's their day. Yeah. With a couple small modifications. And um, it was great working with Jim. Now, when did the. You know, when did NASA and SECA, at least on the Spec Miata side, start coming closer together? And you know, aside now, really aside from tires, it's all pretty similar, it, isn't it? It was it was after the year of of Brian and I breaking completely away. Okay. Um, Jim would say that I have it wrong when I said that S, uh, Spec Miata was broken. It wasn't broken, but it wasn't better. Yeah. It wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't healthy. It wasn't sustainable. Whatever words you want to put from my my point of view. His is probably a little bit different, and and that's fair. I think at that time he was either a member of the CRB. I know he had at one point been on the Spec Miata uh, Advisory Committee. Okay. So he was in transition in one or the other. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was great working with him. I got to understand how that organization worked a little bit better. Um, and we were able to get the rules identical except for tires. Yeah. I mean, it was identical. And if it wasn't, we would scramble to make it right. Yeah. We wanted them to be identical the best we could. And those four years were probably best in Spec Miata that I can recall. 
uh, and and it's not because of what it's partially because of what we did. It was because of what we all did when when people were willing to say, "Okay, okay, you guys got this right." What what they're doing with the majors is fantastic, and I think that's a great model. Yeah, there was for, just a majors race this weekend at Hallett, actually. Well, is there? I guess yeah for for whatever region that is. And uh, Drago yeah. and and my buddy Justin Hilly. Um, oh, that's right. Who's, Justin's been on the show before. It hasn't aired yet. Okay, but he's been on the show. Him and and Jason Kohler actually were on the same show together. Okay, so, so if it has been on, so you wouldn't be divulging anything to say that. Justin won on Sunday. Jim yeah. won, Jim Drago won on Saturday. Yeah, I think they had some some good battles. I think uh, Jim actually had some mechanical he issues mechanical on, on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, so See, I'm not racing it, but I'm keeping I'm keeping tabs on what's going. Well, you can on. you can do it just surfing Facebook, man. Yeah, and that's, that's what it is. That's how I knew about I, it. Like Justin made a post, like, "Oh, great!" I was race watching Sunday. this video. He was having a <laughs> yeah. hard time cutting the video together. Yeah. yeah, I saw that today. So, which I think this is going to air uh, probably Friday, May thirteenth. Um, which actually, yeah, today. Uh, I will actually be at Gingerman Raceway uh, running our instructor clinic for Grid Life. Oh, on the 13th? So, yeah, Friday the 13th. Well, I hope you're having fun. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, so it's just, it's awesome for me being able to keep up with all my racing buddies just through Facebook and social media. Yeah, I don't have great. to be there, but, it's you know, great. I can talk about current events and everything. Yeah. And it's it's funny because we're starting to kind of create like a community around the show a little bit, like from people that race all different types of things and autocross and you know, some names are starting, I don't want to say like becoming household names, um, but the same names keep popping up on the show time and time again. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny, you know, I, um, you know, right around the time I became national director, I, I, I had always, for one reason, I don't know why, but I would get all, maybe because I was a uh, regional director, I would get questions from people, what suits should I buy? What helmet should I buy? What brake pads are best? And people are asking me. I'm like, I don't know. I've been doing this shorter amount of time than you have. <laughs> so my wife literally says, "Why don't you just start a company?" Which that, you did that resells these stuff. So yeah, so I did. I, I have this little niche company called WeekendRacer.com. It's weekend with a dash or a hyphen Racer.com, and I sell safety equipment that you can get just like everybody else. The mm-hmm. difference is, and the, you know, parts that you can get anywhere else. The difference is the the parts that Parts and items that we put on our website, we've either directly used ourselves, me and myself and my really close friends, or uh, people have experience with. So if you're buying a set of underwear from me, you know not only does it fit like it's supposed to fit, but it's going to last a reasonable amount of time, and you're going to get the value out of your money for it. I don't just put all 350,000 items that I have access through my distributors yeah. on my website. First of all, that'd be insane. <laughs> uh, but it's kind of like what Emilio does. Like he has certain products <laughs> right. that he knows, knows works, right. knows how, you know, knows exactly what needs to be exactly. done. It's uh, a similar model. Thing. And, and yeah. I'll be honest, I kind of took, took the idea from my site from being a customer of his. Okay. You know, if it's, I need a sway bar, I go there, I have two to choose from. I research those two, for whatever my needs are, and he just says right on, this is best for autocross. I feel like this one nine four nine is like the Apple Store of Miata parts. You know, it's That's like this is what really we sell. Yeah, this is what we sell. We have yeah. these like multiple levels. Yeah, and that's it. Don't come to us asking for anything else. Yeah, you know, like if you want this, this is what you're yeah. gonna get. Yeah. So. so for 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 us, you know, since I'm now getting the Super Miata, so I've created a Super Miata category, and. You know the the brake ducts, the the hood vents. I'm creating a a, 
a part that's going to have the front arrow with the under tray template and all that stuff. Uh, it's not just Super Miata. Some of the PTE guys will benefit. Yeah, it's the same a thing. In fact, uh, Brian Cohen hit me up. He's like, "Oh yeah, dude, can I get that tracing?" <laughs> I'm like, "You can buy it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't like right now. I don't have an NA tracing, so I'll I'll need to get an NA tracing and um, and put it up there and the the yeah. So its sole purpose is to fund my addiction. Yeah. That's the sole purpose. And at the time, my son was racing kid kart because he was five, four actually, four and five years old. So it was helping pay for his go-karting. It's like the, the cadet kart stuff? Uh, before that. Kid oh, really? Even smaller. These okay. guys are five years old, uh, four and five years old. They're tiny little yeah. guys, and they're on these go-karts going 35 miles an hour. Yeah, like their skateboard's bigger than some of those go-karts. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Watching your kid do that, you're like, I'm proud and I'm terrified all at the same <laughs> yeah. time, right? Um, and what, thank, what motors do those run? Um, Sorry to get off topic. That's here, right. When but... he was running, it was a Comer 50. Literally, it was a lawn, a leaf blower motor. Yeah, a little two stroke 50 cc motor. Now they're allowing a sealed Honda four stroke. Okay, and it's significantly cheaper um, for the rebuild cost of a Comer. You just buy another one of them. Yeah, so you, it's. Yeah, it's actually the best thing they could have done for the for the sport to drive cost out. I mean, when he told me, Dad, I don't really want to race go-karts anymore, I was like, thank God, because now you can go to college. <laughs> yeah, right? Because go-karting is, oh my. Yeah, I, just, I actually unreal. just bought essentially the spec Miata of go-karts. So now there's a, a class. Some of the listeners on the show have heard me talk about it before. It's a sealed Briggs class. Um, right. It's a LO206, you know, 206cc sealed motor that you right. can't do anything to. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool. You know, the racing is supposed to be really close with large fields. I still have yet to race it. I've taken it to the track once, but with how much I'm traveling, man, it just, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't get any seat time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's man, it's expensive. I mean, these, yeah. the, the, and these kids who are coming into the, uh, the teen, the teen Mazda challenge, yeah. I mean, you look at the eyes of their parents when they go, well, how much is the race car? And you tell them, and, and they go, we spend more than that on karting, on karting in one year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, our budget for karting is twenty five grand. Yeah, and there's not a lot of residual with carts. You know, like, right. they get run out, and that's it. Like, the chassis is done. Done. You know, with the spec Miata, at least there's, as long as you keep it out of other people and keep it out of the walls and that, yeah, you know, long, the tires. As long as you don't bend that. It's going to hold its value pretty those well. parts of those tubs, you can race it almost anywhere. I mean, you can... I mean, Emilio showed you can run these cars as fast as Corvettes. Yeah. You can do it. It's not hard. So, uh, well, it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to diminish his, his accomplishments. But. Yeah. I mean, oh, that guy, no. He can just drive okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can beat that guy. <laughs> well, I mean, Crusher was um, an amazing car. Yeah. And uh, I don't even want to think about the money that it cost to build that thing. Well, you know, look, but, but look at his business, yeah, right? It's, it was it was a marketing. It was not only that; it was a development bed, yeah. and and he had immediate results, and um, his company's healthy because of it. So yeah. it was a wise investment. Now I know recently they came out with offset ball joints um, for the Miata. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are those going to be legal for spec Miata at all? Well, they are in NASA. Okay, so okay, there's it's um, better than. Uh, bent control arms well, from so, racing incidents. Right. So <laughs> so there was there was actually a beef on um, MazdaRacers.com really? about that, that NASA was foolish to allow that since it's already allowed 
I think it was last year, allowed um, eccentric upper control arm bushings. I feel like the lowers, well, I guess eccentric upper. Not eccentric, I'm sorry, offset. Offset? offset. Okay, okay. Offset. Which those can slip. You know, I actually had a Delrin set in my S2000, which were good. Yeah. Um, just another maintenance thing. But at the same time, you're bringing the top of the wheel closer to the frame rail up top. See, I don't even have to say anything. Yeah. You're answering. Yeah. You're versus, answering the versus the offset bottom. Right. You increase the track width. Track width. But, and but you can do that with spacers, too. You can. Yeah. You can. So um, I understand um, SCCA slash SMAC slash CRB's uh, unwillingness to do it. What we have already works. Why do it? Well, NASA is a little different, and our clientele is a little bit different. And looking at our clientele, this is a serviceable item. Yeah, it's simple to do. I don't have to take the front suspension apart to do it. It's a ball joint. Yeah, it's super easy. It's when, <laughs> two bolts: one that goes through, you know, the the spindle, and one that goes into the control arm. It's simple to change, yeah. and and the price is reasonable. It's funny those those people that are like, "Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it." I always envision them like calling me on like a dial, like a dial phone, or like you know, not flip phone. Yeah, a flip phone, or <laughs> no, just the one that actually has the circle. Yeah, where you you know you have to go back. So if it ain't broke, don't fix right. it. We'll keep using that phone, right. man. <laughs> so I, so I see their point of view, but at the same time, we have a slightly different clientele. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I mean, the decision. When I stepped away from being national director after I had my, my blow up and made that decision literally that weekend after all the things that happened in that weekend, it was actually a pretty ugly weekend. It's the one weekend that I wish I never went to the racetrack, not just because of my behavior, because of the behavior of majority of my spec me out of brethren who okay. are on the track. It was a bad weekend. Um, and you have those. You know, one weekend in 13 years? It's I'll not too bad. I'll take it. Yeah. So um, – I made the decision that weekend. I told my wife, I think I need to stop for all these reasons, and she agreed. Um, Xavier Calderon, uh, he's on the East Coast, uh, young guy. Is he posting in PTE stuff a lot? He was. Okay. He raced in PTE for okay. a long, long time. Yeah, in fact, I thought the other day it sounded he, like Virginia or something, I think. I think so. Yeah. Super nice guy, really bright. Um, brighter than I am, especially from all things technical. Uh, I wasn't. I was the right choice at the right time because what was needed was somebody who was political right, and, and could find meeting places. And, and I was perfect at that time. I was not very technical, which is a big reason why a lot of people like, what the hell are you coming up with this stuff? And, it, <laughs> and I just asked the right questions to the right people. I got very, very lucky. Yes, I will admit that. And I've told that to everybody. But Xavier is really smart. He does a lot of calculations, and when we came to this ball joint, and literally the ball joint, you might even been in the booth uh, interviewing uh, at SEMA, interviewing Blingit and Will Fowles. And, yeah. Um, Is that when you were, you were talking to him I about it? I was talking it, to the guys from Flying Miata. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking, hey, we're, we're working with so-and-so to develop this. And yeah. I'm like, that's a great solution. Yeah. I don't want these guys to go out and have to spend all this money and then have to re-corner weight their car. Every time the stupid thing slips. Yeah. So. Well, in my head, you know, when Amelia announces, I was like, why didn't someone do that earlier? Like S2000 guys have been doing that for years. Greg Greenbaum has been on us for time trials and PT for years <laughs> about lower ball joints. Right. It's a plus two. Right. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> why didn't the Miata guys do that? So for whatever reason, nobody did. 
Yeah. I don't know why. And when they brought it to me, I'm like, that's an awesome idea. Can you get us some test pieces? Don't get them to me. Send them to Xavier starting at the beginning of the year. He's the guy. So they got him some. He put them on a car. He made the measurements, make sure it didn't exceed the track width. It didn't. There were no clearance issues. So we're like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. It's another option to do the same thing. And we see it as a great option. I mean, honestly, if I hadn't already done it, that's what I put on my car. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, I think that's really the difference between SCCA uh, and NASA. Actually, is the difference. We can make a decision right now yeah. and make it effective tomorrow. Yeah. SCCA has this process, and not that it's bad. I actually think the process sometimes vets out some things that are terrible. Yeah, yeah, because I know with NASA, there's been some classes that uh, recently, especially this year, have been a little bit more political than others. Uh, with a certain German German series, maybe. Uh, I so <laughs> I hate to hear that. Yeah. So there, oh, there's a f- okay. Well, that yeah. <laughs> I might not be I- I racing with them. But yeah. I ain't dead yet. I yeah. still hear a lot of stuff. <laughs> still, still you in just, the loop a you little just, bit. You just closed the loop for me. <laughs> Anyways, so. Um, um, so I took that job all the way back to when I went through that process, and we had all this really great success. So I started doing a lot of endurance racing. Mm-hmm. Um, brings me to 2010. Mostly, mostly with NASA then? Always with NASA. Okay. The Western Region Endurance Series work. Okay. Aside from IMSA, it is the best, the most competitive, the most fun endurance racing Were there like series. Were four-hour four enduros? Three-hour uh, three enduros. Okay. Um, and I think there's a six-hour enduro at Miller. Okay. Now, which, are those are those standalone, or are those like on Friday evening or Saturday evening during a, a regular NASA weekend? Yes and no. Okay. Um, Just depends. Usually, if it's a, a Southern California race, uh, it's usually uh, in the evening on a Saturday evening. Okay. Um, but recently, they had one that was on a Friday night, I think. Okay. So uh, they're doing they're changing it up, changing the format, and um, Sean Sampson. Is, Samson radios? Yes. Okay. He he's he's currently uh, as he's mending from his horrible uh quad accident. Uh I didn't know that. He got in a pretty oh, man. pretty bad off-road accident but playing out in the desert. He messed himself up pretty bad, mm, but Sorry to hear that. Um think of the toughest dude you've ever met. Sean's tougher than that guy. Really? He this guy like, is, like to beat the crop out of Chuck Norris. Um he has the stamina of Chuck Norris. <laughs> I don't know about beat the crap out of, but he is just a tough guy. Nothing's going to stop him. Yeah, he's going to go windsurfing again. He's going to he, do. All was those he running PTE for? He a ran PTE while? for a while, okay. but he really he is like most of us. Endurance racing yeah. is where it once is. you once you get into that, it's oh, like man. everything else. Is yeah, just... and it's your best bang for your buck. It yeah. really is. Um, and in work, the NASA, the Western Region Endurance Championship. It is, it's awesome. Some of the best racing, and that's when Crusher was crushing. Yeah, and William had Enzo, and he, he was doing great. And their other car was named Kitty, and they were doing great. <laughs> and RJ race, uh, RJR Racing were kicking ass in the twenty-five hour. They were running the series, won the championship number of years. And Rob Kreider, uh, all these great guys. And I'm just talking E3. Those, that's where I hung. That's where the yeah. slow cars were. Uh, great guys. Great teams. Uh, it's just, it, and it keeps going. Um, so before I, I interrupted you, you were saying something yeah. about 2010. 2010. Okay, so we t- you, you had your incident at Thunderhill. 
So I, I threw out a, a teaser that I had met those guys too. <laughs> so back in 2010, actually it would have been early 2011, there was a grassroots motorsports article about the car that hit the fire safety vehicle. Did you happen <laughs> to read that? Uh, I, I may have, I recall it. I feel like it was, it was written by JG Pastor Jack. And of course he's been on the show before it was hysterical because yeah. he is so stinking funny. You know, he does stand up. I didn't realize he does stand up. Yeah. Just like, and he should, yeah. he's very, very witty. Yeah. I, again, another guy who's mentally at a completely different <laughs> level than the rest of us mere mortals. He's really smart, really funny. Anyways, he was a driver in my car. I, we had a lot of drivers. We put a lot of drivers in it to keep the cost down. Just wanted to have a good time. We're just yeah. going to go have fun. And we were a sister car to RJ Racing that year. They were going for the win. We were going to have a good time. And uh, four hours, eight minutes in, we had an incident with the fire safety. Vehicle. Oh, no. Our car hit it. Oh, <laughs> uh. Now, I have been sworn to secrecy who was behind the wheel. Okay. And it, but I can say it wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. And it was just one of those things. I mean, it was, that was a, uh, a horrible race from a weather perspective. It would rain for 20 minutes and be dry for two hours, then rain again for two oh, hours. Man. It was back and forth the whole race. The so strategy's got to be real it rough. Was, it, 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 well, watching everybody who went through it, it was horrible, and there were a couple really nasty accidents. There was a guy in, in a right-hand drive car, thank God, it was an Acura, who got T-boned in what would have been where he was sitting. But he wasn't. And the cage <laughs> gave way, and the car went oh, halfway wow. through. Wow. Was that one of the spoon cars that had been brought I, over? I, I, I don't remember. Was it yellow and blue? I don't, I don't remember. That okay. whole weekend was a blur because we were knocked out of the race after, you know, Fifteen thousand yeah. dollars and four months of prep, oh, and man. completely rebuilt the car, and um, to have some freak accident. It had to do with the rain, and when you're on the racetrack, where you're supposed to be on the racetrack, there were twelve cars ahead of us that were looking at a Honda that was sitting on its lid mm. on its roof. Everybody stopped to look at it, including my driver. Who you can watch the video <laughs> rubbernecking on the he looks track. over. You can see him look. Where, where's the car go? Where your eyes go? You can see him look at the wreck, and the car starts to rotate towards the wreck. Everybody stops oh, in front no. of him. He hits the brakes. It had just started raining. <sighs> the back of the car slid out, hit one of the uh, one of the MX five cars from Atlanta, and well, the OPM cars or no, it would be or, the AMG car. Hmm. AMG AP, APM. I think it's OPM. No, it wasn't no? one of Tom's cars. Oh, okay. I don't it, know. It was one of the who, the whatever. It hit an MX five. Yeah. Just barely touched it, which sent it ricocheting across the track, and it hit the front axle of an F five fifty or whatever oh, those geez. huge things, and it hit the lug nuts. And I swear, it looked like Wolverine from X Men had ripped down the side of my car <laughs> from the lug nuts. It just ripped these gouges in it. It was wow. actually really kind of cool looking. Yeah. Except I own the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> And um, it was hard. I remember. Look, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I bawled like a baby. Really? I was. I couldn't believe it because we had done really, really well. And in those in that time, we we called our from dead last. We started dead last because we didn't want to qualify in the rain. Yeah. So we started dead last, and we worked our way up to. I want to say third or fourth. Oh wow! In class, probably fourth in class 
in a span of four hours because we just stayed on the track. We weren't turning fast laps. We were just turning laps. Consistent, yeah. And with the, all the weather, we had some weird street tire that was amazing in this weird weather. We what, just what got, was it? Do you remember? It, it, I don't, and I apologize to David Macy because he donated tires. Do you remember what brand it was? No? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but everybody came over to me. What going, are those? What, what are those tires? What are those tires? It was so funny. We were wondering how those tires are going to work. I'm like, yeah. oh, we never had them on the car. <laughs> no, we had them on the car, and they were great in this weird hybrid weather where it was misting them. Were they tires. street tires or what? They were street tires. Okay. And they were Remember awesome. at the time, there was like a general exclaim UHP that was out that was awesome in the wet that I used to have from my S2000. Wasn't that? I, want, I swear I want to say it was a Goodrich tire, BF okay. Goodrich tire. Okay. But um, don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you could go back and look at the the pictures because it's right across the front of the car because everybody was asking, are you really running those the whole time? We're like, no, they're our rain tire because we didn't have enough money to buy Hoosier wets or whatever. So that's what we had. We had two sets of them. And they were great in this hybrid weather, and we just fell into it. Yeah. Couldn't run really fast laps, but they weren't slow. Yeah. And we didn't have to come in. You could <laughs> run them in the dry, and they wouldn't burn off, and you could run them in the wet, and they were okay and somewhat wet. If it was really raining, we never got to it, actually. We got knocked out of the race. So I remember crying on – <laughs> Rob Gibson's. No wonder he doesn't talk to me anymore. No. <laughs> so is that your original spec Miata? That was my NA. Yeah, okay. one point six. And so after that, was the chassis just done? No, oddly enough, yeah. it was just a, a small bend in the back. It was only out about an eighth of an inch. Merely a flesh wound. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so it came back. Um, of the guy who wrecked the car, um, I gave it to him and said, "Fix it," mm-hmm. and he fixed it. And it came back and it was better than ever, and got good power under it, and then. Um, I, I made a few errors when I was installing a new master cylinder and my brakes went out and, uh, at a event two years later, a year later, and I smashed in the side of Nova Brown, um, at a very high rate of speed. Wow. I was probably going 70 miles an hour. I just couldn't stop. Pedal went halfway down and there was nothing and i'm pumping like mad <laughs> sean douglas has this video and he goes i see you going by and he's going that ain't gonna end up well that's not gonna end well and i hit nova and he actually had to go to the hospital oh wow concussion i hit him really hard wow and i'm right in the b pillar oh so a really firm hard part of the car i felt terrible and and, and he and i uh uh he and I had had some run-ins before so we had worked out for this particular event that we would um We'd work together. Problem was, Sean qualified between us. And my job was to get to Nova's bumper, and we were just going to ride and try to keep the leaders in sight. That was our plan. So I had to get to him as fast as I could, but I didn't need to do it that fast. <laughs> so so then I, I literally, from that point, I took a year off. I built the, uh, the NB that's in my driveway now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Huge difference in the way the cars handle, and I'm sure people have talked about it. I mean, I thought I got into a truck. Yeah, it's you can see fenders and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's feels I hear, I, I hear from like from handling too that they're not quite as lively. They're a little bit more stable. Yeah, um, yeah. And what's so uh, uh, what's so funny is just the switch from chassis for me, it fit my driving style so much better. Um, I was. I was faster immediately. 
huh. immediately. And I thought it was going to take me a year to figure out how to set it up. Well, especially coming from a 1.6 car. Yeah, I was I was fast immediately. Yeah. And it wasn't because I built a really great car. I mean, I did it again myself. Modi put the cage in, but I did everything else. I pulled off every part that I could off my 1.6, put it back in this thing. I mean, a lot of the parts are still the same. Uh, did you get the master cylinder right this time? No, uh, I, somebody else does my brakes now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I could bench bleed, and I must have made a mistake. Yeah. Or a seal went bad or something. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, well, at least you're not like uh, Adam Jabay that hosts the show with me and use uh, like three-year-old brake fluid by accident because you're bleeding the brakes real late one night, and you just <laughs> grab something. <laughs> I thought it was brake fluid. It turned out to be marinara sauce. Yeah, right? <laughs> I peed in the bottle, and I forgot. And I'm running urine for brake fluid. It's the same color. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, uh, so this has been a great car. I, I, I love this car. Um, and it's it, orange too. It kind of like fits into the nine four nine stable a little <laughs> and bit. That's, that's totally by accident. Yeah. I mean, I've always <laughs> had orange in my car. When my first had the one point six, it was a black car, and I taped it off, kind of like Eddie Van Halen's guitar. That was my intent, and it looked like tiger stripes. <laughs> and the guy who gave me the car, his name was Tony, so I called it Tony the Tiger. It's his car, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and it looked really, really great until somebody said, "Okay." It, I mean, it's not amateur hour. This is racetrack. You're not supposed to look like you're out having fun. I wish I never listened to that person because it was the coolest paint job. Yeah. I don't think I could ever duplicate it because it was completely random. Just tape <laughs> everywhere, random. It looked really, really cool. Yeah, my uh, my S2000 was, was similar colors, assuming it was red, white, and black. Um, no, mine was orange and black. Oh, it really? It looked like tiger stripes. Okay. But it was, I just, that was my whole idea. My inspiration was Frankenstein, right? Eddie's guitar, just stripes yeah. everywhere, random. And, uh, and end up looking like a tiger. That's funny. <laughs> it was funny. So, uh, yeah, the current car, uh, again, an automatic Miata, but this time I kept the motor. Okay. Uh, but it didn't last long. I bloated up really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what I did. Oh, yes, I do. I remember what I did. So I blowed the motor up. Uh, again, it was a wrenching mistake by myself. I made an error on, on, on changing the timing belt. <laughs> You're supposed to tighten those bolts that hold the cam gears on. It's usually kind of important. Yeah. <laughs> Did they just kind of fall off the front? They got loose enough to bend up a lot of valves and yeah. break one of them off. Okay. So I don't do a lot I of my... Thought, wait. I thought those were non-interference motors, though. Well. The piston shouldn't be able to hit the valves. Maybe at a high rate of speed it can. Okay. When the valves don't move. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways... Um, so I stopped doing my own engine work, too. That's why I started working <laughs> with Chris Halderman. And you know what? The reality was I was having to do uh, – my, my kid wasn't taking four-hour naps anymore. Yeah. So I would have to <laughs> – Man, freaking coaster. That, that toucan coaster doesn't like you. I, I would have to um, break my jobs up over a course of like three weekends. And like a jerk-off, I never took notes. Yeah. And then you forget. Oh, I don't remember and, where I was. Yeah. Oh, oh no! I just got to put the front of the motor back together, and I put all, <laughs> you know what I mean. And yeah, so I realized, okay, I'm at that point. I've got all these other responsibilities now that my kid isn't a baby anymore. They were doing homework and everything. So, anyways, boring story. I'm not <laughs> doing my engines anymore because if you can't devote the time that's necessary for it and those sort of things, that's why I just don't touch it anymore. That's yeah. why the, this project of changing my SM to a, a Super Miata has been so much fun because they're little things. Yeah. Like I can do hood vents, and if I don't rivet the hood vent in, 
I'm going to remember that, oh, there's a big hole in my hood. I should do something <laughs> with it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be real fun to kind of watch, uh, you know, you run in that that series a little bit, and I'm hoping to make it out to an event sometime just to come and hang out and see everything. I, fortunately, I can't make it to the one that was two weeks ago um, when the show comes out, which is two weeks oh. from now, actually. So it's weird because this two will be out. Yeah, it'll be two weekends from now, right? Not this weekend, but next right, weekend. It'll right, be right, right, right. Spring Sorry. Mountain, but two weeks ago when the share, show airs. It would have been two weeks before. I got you. Got you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that should that actually should be fun, and um, and then I'll take the rest of the, the I'll take the summer off because I can't ha- with my heart condition. Yeah, I can't really be in the hot. But you know, uh, a weekend racer now is is repping uh, black armor helmets. Okay. So and they're yeah, actually Tom O'Gorman that runs uh, Beastback has been on the show before. They are sweet. Um, he's yeah. They are the best lids I've ever put on my big fat head. Yeah. They are so nice. They're. Dare I? Well, they're wonderful. I'm I'm absolutely over the moon, and I got the one with the uh, air to blow on my head. So okay. I might be able to handle some more temperatures, but because of some of the meds I'm on, um, yeah, Greg, better safe Greg, than sorry, right? Greg Greenbaum was like, you really shouldn't be in the car yeah. when it's 140 degrees. Doctor Greg Greenbaum, yeah, surgeon, I think. <laughs> uh, um, and and I appreciate that from him yeah. because he's like, you need to be really really careful because you know that's like a rev limiter for your heart. Yeah, your heart will stop at a certain point and then you'll pass out. Yeah, while while driving on track is fun uh there are some things that are more important yeah Uh, some people would argue no but let's be honest (laughs) yeah so that was um so i usually take the summer off and i'll start back up in the in the fall so i'm looking forward to doing a few and then probably next year um it would be the certain amount of time after i i should be able to have that test again okay so I'll probably leave my car in this trim and probably will run it in PT next year. Okay. If I can go back and maybe run a couple of Super Miata races. Uh, I'm enjoying the freedom that... You could always you could always have a Super Miata rental kit for Spec Miata guys, too, on the site. So if you have the stuff here, you'd be <laughs> if like... It's, if it's off the car, right? Yeah, yeah. If it's off the car, you could yeah. be like, yeah, you want to try out you know, Super Miata? Bring your spec Miata over. I got, I got this nice hood for you. This nice trunk. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't call it a nice hood. <laughs> it looks like a piece of rotini. <laughs> but, but uh, it's a. You know, I, I'm. I, I after leaving NASA and then I worked for NASA in, in a marketing capacity for for eight months or whatever, yeah, which is actually when I met you last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, there was a lot of MPO one, um, push with that too, I think. Yeah, that was, my role was pr- primarily to take a lot of the burden off of Jeremy Crosette while he was making the big push for NPO one. Right. And he said in the, in the coming of the new year, I want you to take NPO one so I can get back to doing what I need to do. And, you know, I'm not an easy person to work with. Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, and I had some specific ideas that I think were probably contrary to what uh, they wanted to do. And we just agreed to disagree and we went our separate ways. So mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of a, a racer without a family right now, <laughs> a man of no country. Um, I But I enjoyed being at the track and not having any sort of responsibility. And I could just, for the first time, we we're talking about you're being a representative of somebody. Um, I was just a representative of myself. So if I made a giant ass of myself, I was just an ass of myself. <laughs> I wasn't representing NASA, which I would never want to, or uh, Nine Four Nine Racing, or or any of my various connections. 
I wouldn't want to put them in that. Yeah, rep- represent them negatively. Yeah, yeah, because that would never be my intention. I mean, the reality was it was a bad weekend, and I chose the wrong time to vent it to that fourteen-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed this past event that I did with with uh, Speed Ventures. It was so chill. Yeah. And maybe it was more chill in my head because I didn't have any responsibility. Yeah, I mean, you show up and you drive. <laughs> drive. My family was there. It was yeah. really fun. I'm like, eh, we're going to sleep in. I'm not going to do the first session or two. It was great. It, and I didn't have to be at the track. You yeah. Know? And, and there was some something nice about that. I just needed a break from it all. Yeah. Um, Which I think a lot of people that are in positions where they do a lot on a track weekend – kind of need to go back sometimes and just enjoy it that way you know it's it, it kind of it lets you hit the reset button like for me yeah. you know i was competing a lot and instructing a lot and now i'll go and like i'll either just instruct or sometimes i'll just just go and hang out and not have anything that i have to do and it's really right. refreshing well and i think it, it totally sets a reset button i mean um i came back from that event and i had so many ideas in my head that i wanted to just Tell Emilio, maybe we can do this to this <laughs> class, and maybe we can try this, and go to Aaron and go, maybe we can try this, and maybe we should do this. And and I went, you know what? Nope. Let's stop. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> let, let, let's give this a couple more events. And like I said earlier, I think Emilio has something that's valuable. I think it's a nice fit kind of between the PT world and what he has. It's something a little bit different, and um, and it's just enough different that it's – a little more relaxed. Yeah. So I feel uh, like a decent PT car would be a good crossover for it. I though. absolutely agree. Yeah. Like absolutely a PT, probably agree. a PTD car would probably be really cute. Well, I guess even a PTE car built the right way. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the reality is you could have something that's really, really fast with a lot of power and detune it with restrictor plates or ECU tuning. I would have to give it to my dyno guy to figure it out because <laughs> that's not who I am. But, um, yeah. I mean, bottom line is, Go race if if you if you're into it and you like turning left and right, and just go. Yeah, just go. Even if it's a, a track day or an HPDE or whatever, just go and do it because there's a group of people there, regardless of what background they are. They're your people. Yeah, right. You're going to connect on that one thing, and it doesn't make a difference what it is, uh, or what they do, or what you do, or anything. It's that one thing. You have uh, 40 weight in your blood <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or whatever it is, whatever cheater oil you're going to put in your car this, <laughs> to get past the dino rules. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, it, that's, that's the best thing about it. That's, yeah. that's the, it's a, uh, what is it? Um, somebody was, it might've even been Blinkett who doing Dave Blinkett who said, you know, it's a, uh, um, Come for the racing, stay for the friends. Yeah. And that's really what it is. And it doesn't matter who you're with. Chump, Speed Ventures, Sammy's got a f- track day. It doesn't make a difference. You go for the fellowship and just to be around car guys and car gals and and say, no, I'm really faster than you. It was my <laughs> bad tires or I ran yeah. out of fuel or <laughs> my mechanic doesn't know how to ma- – Bench bleed a master cylinder or whatever it is, right? <laughs> All those racers' excuses, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Brett Becker has a great video. I don't know if you've have you seen it. <laughs> I don't think so. It, I think it's titled, uh, uh, I think it's Shit Racers Say. <laughs> it's hysterical. It's so funny. And, and I'll he, have to go check that and out. And he just, <laughs> he just walked around the paddock uh, at 
California Speedway. And just got racers' excuses. And and he said, this is what I'm (laughs) filming. And I I think he used a camera. He might even use his phone. It was so funny. And it's, you know, it's... He spends a fair amount of time in the Spec Miata paddock because that's yeah. where he's parked. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, yeah, old tires. <laughs> I had a bug in my eye. <laughs> that's great. Any excuse except for, I'm really not that good. Yeah. I don't have those offset lower ball joints. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. well, John, we really appreciate your time. Um, hope to have you on the show more. Uh, obviously, you have a lot of stories that definitely weren't even told. Um, <laughs> so. Well, I'd love to give you an update maybe at the end of the year yeah. of, of the final part of the transition because I, I, I'm enjoying that journey. Not only the journey at the track and, and, and having a somewhat uncompetitive car, but still being competitive just because of my racecraft. And that's where spe- uh, Super Miata locally could be so much better. I think a mentoring program would be awesome. Yeah, We've got lots of I'll call them kids. Well, everybody in that series, except for William, I think is uh, younger than I am. Sorry, William. Uh, and uh, Sonny's younger than you too. Oh, Sonny's way younger than me. Yeah. I could be Sonny's dad. Oh, you're saying everybody. Everybody is younger, else is younger than me, William. except William and maybe. maybe maybe Emilio. I don't know. He's he's so young at heart. Yeah. He could be 65 years old and he's still coming out. I think he's, out, he's look, drank from the fountain of youth is what it is. So yeah, he's yeah. stuck. Or it's like tuck everlasting, right? It's so a, he's 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 been that age for years. It's that bike racing. Yeah. It's that bike racing. You go to a bike race, you can't tell anybody's age except for the one guy who's 84 years old who's still racing the stinking bike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody else looks like they're 45 years old. <laughs> everybody. Even this nine-year-old kids look like they're 45 because they're – lungs have just come out of their noses because it's so grueling yeah um yeah if i end up moving out here you know i hope to participate a little bit in the super miata series so that's at least that's the plan but that would require me to find a car and well, a place to store it and all those racers excuses on why i can't even race well you know what <laughs> when, when we were <laughs> when we were uh texting back and forth about today i loved your idea about you moving and living in william's RV that's parked at 949 yeah. racing and just you know working for yeah, rent. I'd be the, the 949 <laughs> groundskeeper. That's what you said. Yeah. yeah. The funny there's not a lot of grass around there, yeah. but you know That's shit. right. There's ground though. It's not grasskeeper. It's groundskeeper. <laughs> ground. Gotcha. Gotcha. Freeze gopher. Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll <laughs> go out and sweep the pavement off. <laughs> it's a fun place. I, I finally got to go down there and yeah. it is it's like the um, it's like the rock store up on on Mulholland, yeah, right? I passed by that today. Yeah, it's just a hangout. Yeah, it's a hangout, and eventually, I think he says, "You know, buy something or leave." <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. I walked in the shop. I came on a Saturday, I think it was, to pick up some wheels. I walked in, and there's like twenty bicycles hanging on the wall. Yeah, like, Did I, is this is this the bike shop? I'm like, what the what? hell? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? It's, <laughs> it's it's great. They're great guys. And yeah, I'm enjoying my time there with them, and um, you know. I look forward to racing with them. I look forward to racing with NASA. I got a buddy in VARA. He's like, come up. There's a class you fit in in VARA. Uh, the Alfa Romeo Club, I've run with them a couple times. I mean, it's it's great. Just go to the track. Man. Yeah. Just go go burn fossil fuel and tear up some tires. Man. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's about. <laughs> well, where can people find out more about you and about Weekend Racer? And well, um, Anything else you've got going on? Well, there's a, uh, a weekend-racer.com. Right. And there's also a, a Facebook page. Okay. And, um, you know, 
if you, you want to find out more about uh, Super Miata, obviously Emilio uh, has a site for Super Miata or Golden 9 for 9 Racing, but you could also get a hold of him through me uh, at uh, john at weekend-racer.com. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to talk to you if you want to make this transition to try it. And like you said before, make a great PT car. Yeah. Uh, as long as you uh, probably would have to dyno reclass, I would think. Yeah, which is really, well... Used to be one of the more competitive ways now, or was. I think things have changed a little bit, and I feel like people are going more towards points builds. Oh, which, are they? Which soon it's going to all be dyno reclass, essentially, when it goes to ST in a couple years. Right, so yeah. ST5 and 6 and yeah, all I'm, that uh, jazz. I, I'm, I'm a bit anxious over that. Yeah. Because PT has been so successful. Yeah. I mean, it's such the coolest thing. Um bring your minivan and run it, you know? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you can bring anything. And um, it's been so successful. And, and um, you know, I don't agree with everything that Greg's done points-wise or whatever in the rules, but bottom line is he built something really, really yeah. cool from nothing. And anytime and, there's a change, it's it's to try and even things out. It's not to put people at a disadvantage. I think sometimes not? people... Yeah, right? <laughs> I think sometimes people forget that a little bit. I don't know. But. I still would say, and I'm sorry, Greg, but I think he hates Mazdas. Yeah. He, hates well, he didn't like Mi- S2000s very much he hates, either. He hates Miatas and maybe <laughs> S2000s. And that's but now I just saw the March 15th revision of the PT rules. Somebody was talking about it online. Now there's, um, what is it, TTE star reclasses just in the rule book. So you can get a TTE star just pre-approved reclass, TTE star with, you know, more power or less weight. There's a couple different options there. So I think, I think Greg was just getting so many emails. He was like, you know yeah. what, we're just going to put this in the book. Yeah, see, that's where, that's where NASA's so great uh, in the way that their rules are structured. He, those sort of changes can be bang yeah. made on a fly and and it's good for everybody yeah and um you know i mean i'm, I'm kind of busting his balls here but <laughs> it, it it looks like he doesn't like them but i understand they're a dominant vehicle but it could also be because there's so many of them yeah because they don't break and yeah. there's there's <laughs> sorry you know i was just laughing because i remember before i even started running time trials i almost got banned from nasa forums and banned from from, <laughs> from time trials for yeah. some drama with greg yeah on well, the forums with s2000 hardtops yeah <laughs> well you know i mean so and it's funny too because he never forgot and so i met him at nationals in 2012 he oh, was no. he was he like forget Hey man, how's that hardtop? <laughs> so, well, you know, yeah, it is funny. I mean, he's a doctor, man. This dude fixes people. Yeah, and and you, somehow he still finds the time to run. I don't know how he does this. I don't. I don't, think, he I don't think. Yeah, I was about to say he does he, not he's sleep. A, he's actually a pretty amazing guy. But the reality is, you have to be a certain personality type to do what he does. Yeah. Um, I mean, dare I say he's almost godlike. I mean, he fixes people. <laughs> for Christ's sake, that's insane. And he's a people mechanic. Oh, it, did it again. And and the bottom line is, he, that's who he is. So if you challenge him, you better be right. Yeah, because he is. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he's not, yeah. he is. And I might have to see if and, he can make time okay. uh, make time to come on the show sometime. That'd be kind of interesting. You'd have to at least catch him at one of the national events or something, and I, and get him to have a couple beers with me. He, he's, you know, 
when he's when he takes off the the I'm I'm ruling the ruling yeah uh, hat. Totally chill, fun <laughs> dude. But you know, it's those hats that yeah. we have to wear when you take those roles. And you know what? And he's so important to that class and to TT. Yeah, actually, I mean, he's he's an important part of its success. Yeah, absolutely. So. So cool, man. Well, awesome. Well, I know it's uh, we're running almost on two hours now, so it's been it's gone by fast. Well, you'll have to edit. Yeah. No, uh, I'm gonna leave it. People can listen to <laughs> it. Edit out my story about me changing diapers. Please. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thanks so much, All and right, we hope to talk to you soon. All right, man. All right, Thank appreciate you. it.